Hey, what's going on? And welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour. Uh, we're very excited this week because we are welcoming a legend in the black metal and the death metal community. Sammy from Goat Horror is going to be with us. And uh, Ryan, did you expand your horizons and listen to some Goat Horror? I listened to some Goat Horror, but I also listened to uh, Acid Bath, which uh, you really jump into. And my yeah. partner in Mind Blender Media, we make music videos. Um, I, I knew he'd like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so as soon as you hear that, you hear that vocal style and everything, I'm like, oh, this is totally Marco's bag. So yeah. between when we were binge uh, chain smoking the show, The Offer about yeah. the making of The Godfather. Took a little break to listen to some acid bath, and uh, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. I'm really glad that you touch upon both bands in this interview. It's 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 awesome. I can't wait for people to hear it. Well, yeah, and the, the thing with acid bath is they were really pioneers in that doom sound, mm-hmm. um, and they're one of those bands like you know we talk about. We, we've had bands like that on the show. We've had artists on the show that are like that. They're I don't want to call them flash in the pans, but they that, that's pretty much a best description for those bands that burn so bright, so hard, so fast. And, and they just, it's like, Oh, it's gone, you know, but there, but, but it leaves its mark on the pan and you can't get it out. It's like, it's, Oh man, it charred. And that's what happens with bands like, like acid bath and, um, and other bands that we've had on this show, you know, faith no more, another band that, you know, they were the, the rare exception of the band that had a very, very strong and small career, but, ended up coming back to life and benefiting from the urban legend myths that happened years after. Um, and I think Acid Bath could be that band as well. If you're into extreme metal, if you're into great storytelling, and if you're into, um, yeah, I mean, it, this episode has a lot of that in it. And what I like about Sammy is that he's somebody that when he when he does an interview, he he puts it all out there. And he, uh, I was glad I got to talk to him because I, again, like I was a Acid Bath fan. Um, I like goat whore a lot. And, um, one of my buddies manages them and, uh, he's been singing their praises to me for years and years and years. And, um, they're just one of those bands that all metal bands, when they think of a, a band like goat whore, they're, they, there's a lot of respect there. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, man. And there's no bullshit with them. They're, they, they, you know, they, they assume who they are. Uh, it's great to have somebody come on here finally and talk about Satanism a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I wore this Polly Shore shirt today. Oh, I right. Satanism, Polly Shore. And Hellraiser, right? It we're, sounds we're like good. a family guy joke, so let's just go for it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's start off uh, by saying thank you for everybody that's uh, that's joining in with us again today. We really appreciate all the support. We we love the messages that we get from all of you. We love the the interaction that we get on socials. And it's fun. You know, here we are. Uh, you know, our ep- we're into the fifties in our episodes and, um, and it's great. It's a lot of fun. We're seeing that, that people like to come back and, and we know that this podcast is not necessarily streamlined where it's, you know, you're going to hear the same kind of guest every week. Uh, it's not an, it's very varied and that that's what I really, really wanted. And I think we both agreed when we did this is we wanted to be able to talk to anybody. We want to have any, you know, like one week we can have on, uh, metal, the Canadian's mascot. And then the next week we could have on Sammy from goat whore. And the week after that, we could have someone that played with Celine Dion. Like, I love the idea that it could be very varied. It could be really all over the place. But the, the idea is that you come here for good conversations. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like a nineties Walmart pop rock section. It's like Metallica and Hanson are next to each other. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? There we are. We're the pop yeah. rock section in Walmart in the nineties. That, that's, that's yeah. what we are. Uh, <laughs> but if you are enjoying the podcast, please like, and subscribe, uh, make sure that you uh, click that button below. And uh, that subscription button is really, really important for us. Uh, just gauges. A, it just changes the game for us, if you will. Um, so we're always, we 
always appreciate anyone subscribing, liking, sharing. Um, and you know, that subscription also will help you be alerted when we have new episodes, which we drop pretty faithfully weekly. Um, and we have to thank, we have to go out right away out of the gate and thank heartbeat hot sauce because heartbeats with been with us for a little over a year now. And they've been the, uh, the secret ingredient in the Rockman power hour recipe. And they are the heartbeat of our podcast. So thank you to heartbeat. Uh, I wanted to hold up the scorpion today. This is a really, really great one. And on the hot meter, it is right there. It is hot as hell. I love the hot meter. That's that's one thing a lot of hot sauces should should take a uh, a page from Heartbeat's notebook and and do that. The hot meter is great. So if you're looking for something, you know, you're going through, you're like, all right, that's like extra hot, that's hot, and then there's mild right there. So um, as opposed to something like the blueberry habanero, where you'll be, you know, your mild to medium in between hot. So it's a great way to gauge what you're going to put on your eggs or whatever else you like to eat with hot sauce. So definitely check out Heartbeat Hot Sauce, and if you use my promo code Rockman twenty right there. Uh, you will get 20% off your entire order. Um, thank you again to Studio House Designs for making us look fresh. Uh, they've got new stuff coming all the time. Ryan, we're we're big fans. Uh, Cody's a great guy. They're out of Philadelphia. Um, they have really, really wonderful stuff, and, they, and they're continuing to push the envelope. He's shown me a couple of things that are coming down the pipeline in the near future that are just amazing. I love the idea of, of just... Um especially heartbeat hot sauce and studio house designs. What I love about both of them. It's like, it all started with an idea Yeah, and it's people that just doing what they love and it's working. And that's what I love about it. That's what I love about studio house designs. I will wave that flag in the, in the coldest of ice storms of Montreal. <laughs> it's uh, a friend. I should be wearing a sweater right now, but I, yeah. you know, I got to represent. I hear uh, you. It's, it's just, it's stunning what they're able to do. And just the idea, like, you know, the American dream, the Canadian dream, the world dream, the geek dream. I just love it when things work out. <laughs> and yeah. uh, the other thing we've been getting great, a lot of feedback since the beginning of the year is how great the podcast podcast, how great the podcast is sounding, how great the podcast is sounding. And that is because of AKG coming on board. Uh, these incredible microphones were very, very grateful. So thank you to AKG for these mics and these headphones. And, um, I think that's it. We've, we've covered everything that we need to cover all of our thank yous until we get I no longer point. want to punch myself in the neck when I hear my voice. <laughs> no, it's true. Which, it's like, uh, which is good because I have to edit all these episodes. So I hear it a lot. Well, one of my buddies who exclusively, you know, some of you are watching us now some of you might be listening to us but one of my buddies who's in the uk who listens to the podcast religiously was like and, and his email was literally this hey mate <laughs> notice the podcast is sounding really really good those microphones are awesome um nice good job and it was just nice to get that feedback so thank you to akg all right go to her we are going to jump into this with sammy um this is a fun interview there's some really interesting stories in here uh, i don't want to give anything away but um if you're a fan of metal and if you are a fan of great storytelling, Sammy has got that in spades. So check it out. Our interview with Sammy from Goat Whore. All right. Uh, really, really happy to welcome on the Rockman Power Hour uh, a gentleman whose band uh, I've been following for quite a while and uh, who I'm, I'm very excited to chat with because he not only is in a rad band right now, but he was in a band um, way back in the early 90s that I absolutely loved called Acid Bath. Uh, joining us today on the podcast, Sammy Pierre Duet. And I probably said that right because I'm from Quebec. So I, I got the Pierre, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and uh, and the last name because everyone pronounces it Duet. Duet. Yeah, as, but it's Duet. I know. 
Yes, yes, you pronounce it completely correct. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm starting off on a good foot. Um, so you told me right before we started that uh, you got all your morning chores knocked out. Uh, tell me a bit about that. What, what are morning chores for the guitar player of, of Goat Whore like? Well, today's morning chores were a little bit more uh, stressful than our normal everyday morning chores. We're uh, leaving to go to Europe next week. Yeah, I saw that. So I, uh, as I in a likely guitar player fashion, I wait till the last minute to do everything. The morning chores today was to get a lot of receipts for equipment for uh, Cornave to go overseas. Yeah. Uh, that leads up to a completely different story. We can maybe talk about that later, which, you know, <laughs> you know, back in the day when I was a youngster, <laughs> when you go to Europe, you bring a guitar and you bring a pedal board, you know, no big deal. Sure. And uh, for some reason, we came back from Europe. One of the I think it was believe it is in maybe 2017, 2018. And we're going through customs. And I have my guitar case and my pedal board, you know, and everybody else, the drummer has his cymbals, bass player has his bass, yada, yada, the normal things. We're not bringing massive amounts of equipment. Yeah, just like rent, like, like rented backline and breakables. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we get up to the customs area to get coming back into the United States. So it was the end of the tour. So we're coming back to the United States to check in through customs and, uh, there's this uh, a lovely young lady, and I hope you can hint the sarcasm that uh, <laughs> pulls us aside and is like, "Do you have carnet for all this equipment?" And we're like, "Carnet, we're like half dead." You know, yeah. it was like a month and a half long tour in Europe. Carnet. I was like, "What the what the hell are you talking about?" And it's like this big fiasco to where if they want to be true assholes to you, yeah. They can tax you on all the equipment if you don't have said cornet. Right. So uh, they let us go, but they red flagged us on the cornet. So every time we go in and out of the car, well, when we come back into the United States from any sort of trip out of the United States, there's that red flag to where, oh, you the guys with the cornet. So now every time we go to Europe, we have to provide all the receipts and everything of all the equipment that we're bringing in, every little pedal, right? every guitar, blah, blah, blah. And we have to go to an office and get it stamped by a guy. And yeah, yeah. Hey, all it took was one fucking bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's customs, right? And any band that uh, anybody that's been in a band that knows and, and you know, I've, I've, I've played music and I've, I've crossed borders with gear. Uh, a gear manifest is your best friend. And uh, and whatever country you go into it could be called something different it could but it's 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 yeah it is a nightmare for bands to cross borders and and the thing is but 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 you know once you know what you have to do it's all very cut and dry and very it's actually very simple you just have to be really organized and once you know what you're doing you're in and out like they just you know it's this people that roll up there that don't have their stuff ready that they're just you know they could really make your life a living hell Yes, but the th- the funny thing is, you know, I've been going to Europe since 1999. Yeah, you know, and in 2017 was the first time we got popped with that. Yeah, which and now it's just a nightmare. It's not a nightmare. It's just, you know, I'm a gear freak, so I'm constantly changing my gear around, especially with pedals and stuff like that. Sure. So I I have to go back and be like, okay, 
when was the last time I went to Europe? Fuck, 2018. So I have to go and look at the old Cornet and see what I have left on the old Cornet and keep that. And whatever new gear I've obtained, I have to go and track down all the receipts. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's that was my morning chores today. <laughs> Yay. So you, you guys, um, you, you guys are heading out to, uh, you're doing a few dates in the U S and then you're heading on a European tour. And I, I, I made sure to count this because when I was looking through the tour dates, I was amazed because you're doing 29 dates and you have two days off. That's how it's done. I, I was amazed at that. Now, do, do you guys, I mean, have, have you always done it that way or is this something, is it, is it more like now that we're, we're kind of getting back to things and people are getting out there and trying to play as much as they can, or have you guys always been about going and getting as much done as you can in the shortest time? Yes. We, we're not a big fan of days off to right. be honest with you, you know? So every time we book a tour, the only time we really try to take a day off is when we actually needed to travel. Yeah, for you sure. If there's, if there's an extremely long drive or something like that, that's the only day that we'll take the day off. You know, I mean, we we are we are you know we never we I I can count on one hand of how many shows we had to cancel because of one reason or another. You know, so I mean, we're not a big fan of days off. You know, and uh, you know why? You know, yeah. the day. Days off, you're you're spending money rather than making money. You know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and that's what uh, you know. I'm hearing that the more bands I speak to, the more I'm hearing that is that, you know the, with the way things are now, you want to treat you know you want to be as smart as you can out there because yeah, you know the whole goal is to come home with some money, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, but I mean we've always been like that where we you know we we'd see an unnecessary day off and we'd be like, okay, how can we fill this in? I don't care if it's a little dive bar that holds up. 50 people right if it's a day off let's just go play the little place and you know make a deal and you know go make a little money if we can you know um i think what i've always liked about this band is that you know if you've never seen goat whore live you guys deliver in a big way um and there's just so much energy that comes off that stage and it's relentless like it's just there's not a lot of breaks between songs it's just like it is like you are guys are in and out um it, what leads to that pacing live i mean where does that come from we try to fit as many songs as we possibly can in the set yeah to where you know it, it try to cut down this it, not really cut it down but kind of slim the fat off of the stage banter and in between stage antics and get down to business, which is rocking and rolling, you know, it's, it's almost like you can watch an entire set of this band and, and there's zero talking. It's like, thank you. Boom. Done. Yeah. We've, you know, we will take maybe I would say in a normal set, uh, like an hour, we have like four breaks. Yeah. Yeah. In between an hour, hour set. And basically, you know, those breaks are almost necessary, you know, for tuning or if something goes wrong or, you know, some catch your breath, drink a sip of water or whatever, you know. But we try to stick them in uh, sections of three songs at a time. Right. To where you start one song and you end on the third song. You know? Right. So the pacing of the set's really important. I mean, and you could tell like when you guys play, it's, it's, it's not, you know, there's not a lot of like dun, dun, dun in between or any of that stuff. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's no. well paced. It's well paced. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if you want to tune your guitar on stage, you should probably consider a different job. <laughs> <laughs> um, and let me, so when you, when you're looking at 29 dates with a couple with two days off, um, how is that on Ben? 
Um, and, and what does he do? Cause I mean, obviously he's not here to, to speak for himself, but he must have to take care of himself on the road. There's he, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's always been super healthy since I've known him since geez. Yeah. Since the mid nineties, you know, when we first met and he's always took him to, you know, he's never been one that was like the party animal or whatever, you know, he's never been a big drinker or he's never smoked in his life. So he's always really t- taking care of himself, you know, but, you know, I think, you know, a testament to that is, you know, is the rehearsals as well, you know, because sure. he'll come in and rehearse and he'll sing half the set the first night. And then the second night, he'll sing the second half of the set. Then he'll take a break and not sing at all the next night, then sing the entire set the next two nights. And then he's pretty much good with that. So it's, it's kind of like getting, I mean, when you're, when you, when you think about a vocalist, it's a lot like going to the gym. You know, when you first go back, you're going to be sore the next day. The second day is going to be even worse. Um, and then it's muscles. They just get stronger and stronger as you go. And, and actually, you know, I've never heard somebody take that approach to doing a set. And it's actually really smart when you think about it, because, you know, to do half and then do the other half and then take a break and then do the full thing. That's probably the smartest way to warm up to it. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, it's pretty it's pretty uh, brutal on his vocal cords. Yeah. What he's yeah. Doing, you know? yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, anybody that's ever screamed in a band um, and, and obviously of course there's techniques, you know, if you go there and you don't know what you're doing, there's, there's techniques to do it. There's mic control. There's all that kind of stuff that comes into play. But at the end of the day, what you're doing is it, it, it takes its toll on your voice. So you've got to be, I imagine whatever time that he's not singing, he's got to really, really take care of his instrument. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, the new album, uh, new album came out at the end of 2022. Uh, I love the title. <laughs> it's just <laughs> <laughs> angels hung from the arches of heaven. Uh, it is, it is, uh, where do you guys get the, the ideas for the imagery? I mean, you know, the record covers, everything, song titles, where does this all come from and who, who is usually the creative force behind that? Or is it a, is it a collaborative thing? Me and Ben usually come up with those ideas. Uh, Ben, mostly I, call you know i'll come in with my own ideas every now and then but you know the whole idea behind it you know there's there's two things yeah that is the idea behind it is you know our massive hatred for organized christianity and those types <laughs> of religions and yeah. our massive love for our lord and master satan right so that's the only that's the only way to explain it you know is it's the, it's the love for one thing and the hatred for another so it's all, so all that is basically the, the launching off point when it comes to what are we going to focus on in this record? What's the aesthetic going to look like? I mean, you know, there, there's, there's, there's a look to this, to this band collectively, when you talk about, you know, merchandise, when you talk about album covers um, and, you know, it would be the strangest thing if you put out a record and, you know, there was like pastels and stuff and, and, and sun, sunsets, it would just not work. So you, you expect a certain aesthetic, but what I what amazes me about Goat Horror is that just when you think you've heard everything from you guys, you'll find another way to do it. Well, I mean, there's a lot of different ideas out there if you dig deep enough. Right. You know, I mean, it's, you know, I guess like when we first started, we were very heavily influenced yep. by like the Levian type of Satanism and stuff like that. Okay. Which is great. I'm a, I'm a big fan. And, uh, but, you know, you could only go so far with that. 
So you start digging into more things like uh, how far can we go into black magic and necromancy and actual devil worship and, you know, that whole thing. And we're always looking for different, you know, outlets for ideas for like dark occult, you know, and there is a there's a wide world of that kind of stuff out there if you really look hard enough. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, and I and and it's got to be interesting when you see kids, um, you know, showing up and their first, you know, introduction to that world is you guys. Is it cool to see new generations come? Is it cool to see parents showing up with their kids, showing them your band? Um, is is that something you guys like? Is it fun to see that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know. I mean, the way that I think about it is, you know, uh, when I was a youngster, I, I didn't have I didn't have that option. Right. You know, it was I was raised in a very uh, Christian household. So, you know, I was never exposed to the different philosophies that are out there. You know, it's like you're you're either a Christian or something very bad is going to happen to you. Right. Which, you know, that's that's your own choice to make. But, you know, when you when parents bring their kids out to see our uh, enlightening religious message, <laughs> you know, it, it, it leaves them the option to say, well, this kind of strikes a chord in me and I, maybe I should track this down or maybe I'm not into this kind of stuff and or I'm not ready for it just yet. So it's, you know, it's it's about, you know, the freedom of making your own choice with your own life, you know? Yeah. And I think you're, w- w- what's great about your band is there's levels to your band, you know, and every great band has levels. I've always said that, you know, there's levels to the band, you know, you could be a casual listener where you just go, Hey, I really like the vibe of the music. I just like going and hearing heavy stuff. I just like seeing, you know, a tight band that plays well. And then you're going to get people that can go deeper into it, that are going to, you know, focus into the lyrics that are going to focus into the artwork. So it's nice when you have a band that you can really dive into and find multi layers. And that, and that was something that when I was growing up, you know, the bands that had that were the ones you gravitated towards. They're the ones that you were like, I want to know more about this band. Um, so I, th- I've always loved bands that have something else besides what you might see right in front of you, that there's other layers to it. Right. Right. Well, you know, it, it's, you know, it is the music and maybe something that'll change the way you think a little bit to make your life better. You know, um, I, I have to, since I have you here, I've got to ask you a little bit about acid bath. And I know that, uh, that it's always going to be something that's going to come up when someone's talking to Sammy. Uh, that was a very, very special, special band. Um, and I, I really think that that band was kind of the blueprint for a lot of stuff that came after, uh, do, do you guys, when you hear stuff like that, do you, is that a strange, is that strange for you to hear or do you kind of accept that now? Well, I mean, it's hard for me to explain because, you know, I hear a lot that, you know, that. Uh, some people tell me that, oh, this band totally sounds like Acid Bath or yeah. or people say that they come up to me and say, well, my band was heavily influenced by Acid Bath. And then I listen to them and I, you know, I hate to sound like this and say it, but it's like I, I don't hear it. You don't hear it. Because you know yeah. that band was such a unique entity it really because, was. you know, the five of us were completely different individuals. Like there, we were all completely on our own plane of existence. You know, w- you know, we had a collective thing that 
kept us together that, you know, uh, I, I can't explain what that is, but it's, uh, we, we had like this magnetism to, to each other, but our influences on a personal level, musically, were all vastly different, you know? Right. And I mean, I've heard a lot of bands that try to pull that off that that don't in my opinion don't do it right mm -hmm. the way yeah. it's really jerky to where you know the band will have a death metal part then go into like a jazz part sure you know to where it's so much of a a shift yeah rather than some kind of way with acid bath we took our different influences and made it smooth, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, well, exactly. It, it it felt like its own thing. Like, you know, for example, um, you know, I, I'm a massive Faith No More fan. Like, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. And and another band that had all different corners of, of, of music come together and make a sound. But, you know, when you would listen to something like Mike Patton's Mr. Bungle, I mean, that was very jerky. You know, that was yeah. like kind of it was almost like cut and paste, you know, like what, like, like William Burroughs would do, you know, he would cut and paste the stuff together. That It was almost that kind of a thing, but you guys really did take a lot of different influences and sounds, but make a sound. And that is something that's very, very different. So I, I totally hear you on that. Yeah. It was a, it was a special time back then. You know, like I said, I can't explain it. Yeah. It just, it just happened. It wasn't something that we thought about a whole lot. We just played what we felt. And it, uh, it it just worked, which is you know very very unusual for a lot of bands to kind of achieve that, you know. And yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that at the time, you know, what we were actually embarking on. And then you know it took me like uh, after the fact, after the band was broken up and all this stuff, to really sit back and go, "Wow, how the hell did we do that?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and it's true. I mean, and and. Again, it's that classic story of, you know, you, you, there's a band that has this very, very short period of time, you know, that burns really, really hot. It goes away, but it leaves something that stays. It, it's almost like something that's burned into wood and it's there. And you don't, and you look back on it after and you're like, man, that was really special. But again, it gets appreciated after. For me, a band like Acid Bath is almost like Blade Runner. Blade Runner comes out, no one understands it. And then 10 years later, Harold, it's everyone's favorite fucking movie. <laughs> That's exactly what happened, you know, yeah. it, because like when we were when we were together and touring, you know, it, it, it nobody got it. You yeah. know, when we were together, death metal was at its peak. You know, you had Cannibal Corpse that was in a fucking movie. You know, you had, you know, uh, Morbid Angel was signed to a major label. You know, it was that it was at that time that we were together and being, uh, you know, being active. So I think it just went over a lot of people's heads at yeah. the time. Uh, I guess, you know, uh, I. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You know? <laughs> no, but I, I know <laughs> it was it was very frustrating, you know, at that time because you know we we knew that we had something special, but you know it never got to the point to where we were, you know, we were getting really discouraged because no one was understanding. And it, it you know now it's it's this thing now, and now everybody is just kind of like, we'll see what happens in the future, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure, you know, I, I've seen, you know, I've seen like a t-shirt release that's happening, like little things here and there. Um, but it must be fun to, to maybe, you know, and I know there will never be new music, but the idea to go and pay tribute to that, 
Um, and to be able to play some of that music live would probably be a really, really fun proposition for a lot of fans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows what might happen? I can't right. predict what's going to happen tomorrow. No, no. I, 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 I can just hope that, I mean, it, I mean, as acid bath, as calling it acid bath, a reunion will never happen. Right. It's just, it's just not as far as a, celebration of acid baths music i would definitely be a hundred percent behind depending on who else would be involved you know at least i would not want to do it alone i would mm -hmm. like to have at least one other member involved with me right. but you know it's kind of like the rest of the guys have kind of moved on with their lives you yeah. know and it, you know and it's it is what it is but you know i'm I'm very hopeful that hopefully, because I recently did <coughs> a thing, excuse me. Oh, good. Um, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, there was a, we, we used to play there a lot. That was one of the only places when Acid Bath was active that we would play that would actually draw people to come see us play. Yeah. So that was a very special place for us. And we were like, all right, we're doing a tour. Everywhere else is going to suck, but Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls is going to be that. great. Yeah, yeah. So on every tour that we've done, it was always like that. So recently, uh, it was uh, earlier last year, some guys that were in some of the bands that we used to play with back then, was it was uh, one of the guys' like uh, 50th birthday or something like that. And, he's, and they were like, okay, so here's what we want. Here's what we're thinking about doing for the guy's name was Buddha. Okay. And, uh, we're thinking about doing uh, an acid bath thing for Buddha for his 50th birthday to where we'll get two bands. It's going to be two tribute bands doing each album in its entirety. And how would you feel about if we flew you down and come and came hang out? And I was like, that's amazing. But if you're going to fly me down to come hang out, I am definitely going to play some songs. Sure. So I got up with both tribute bands and did a couple of songs with them. And it was, it was amazing. It was, oh. it was, it, I, I mean, I could remember we, the first tribute band was getting up there and they were, uh, they were called like murder and they did a uh, pagan terrorism tactics in its entirety. Wow. And, uh, so I was sitting there at the merch booth and, uh, just waiting for them to start because I was going to play a couple of songs later on the set with them. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching them and they start and there was a pretty big crowd there. I would say it was sold out. I would say there was maybe like 1500 people there and I'm sitting there and they're starting and 1500 people surrounded. The place is packed. Like you can't move. It wasn't a gigantic club. Yeah. And Every one of these people, I'm looking around, and they're all singing every word. Yeah. And I was like, I need to get out of here right now because this is this is this is not what I expected to happen. Yeah. You know, it's saying? emotional. It's emotional. Yeah. So I was like, I had to go outside and regain my composure for a minute because I was like, man, this is this is fucking heavy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. When you just look around in a room with like over a thousand people and every one of them singing every word, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. So it was a good time for sure. That That's the power of music. And that's what I love about the way the world is now. 
Um, you know, when, when, when I was growing up and I imagine we're not far in age and differences in age, I mean, I'm, I'm 52, you know, when you grew up finding out about music had to be through magazines. It had to be through that cool guy at the record store that would let you in on something, tell you, this is the new thing you need to listen to or an older brother or someone else, you know, the older people in your high school or whatever. Nowadays, you know, someone finds out goat whore or, you know, or acid bath, they can go right away and they can just dive down the rabbit hole and find everything. And that's, what's incredible now is you never know when something's going to catch and something's going to get popular. And, and it's, it's kind of a really neat thing for, for artists, because, you know, like the experience you had, you go somewhere else where you're not, you know, you, you don't know everything that's going on there, but you, you show up there and these people all know your stuff. You, you know, we're, we're isolated. We're in another part of the world. We're in our own little rooms, but we show up there and that stuff travels because of this thing that we're doing, this internet thing. And that's, that's what I've always loved about, you know, the internet and social media. I think it's great for things like that, where, you know, we can share our passions people can communicate you know all over the world and and things can travel and it's not like before we had these gatekeepers that were would keep things away and you'd have to have an in you know and now it's like someone wants to find out everything about a band they're in you know they don't have to yeah. read hip parade or they don't have to read cream <laughs> they don't have to read uh you know metal edge none of that it's just it's it, or they can they just got to go find a website that has all the old magazines that are probably scanned right. in there <laughs> yeah the the information superhighway yeah, it, it it's it's pretty cool. Um, but you know, you guys have a new record that came out uh, in late 2022. You're heading out on the road. More tour tour dates have been announced. Um, like we mentioned before, uh, Hell in the Harbor, uh, which looks just amazing, is going to be happening in late May. And I imagine there's more stuff coming in uh, for the rest of the year. Absolutely, yes. Some uh, some very special things are coming that I can't talk about right now. But there's some some really cool stuff I should probably mention. If you're a fan of the Louisiana scene, oh yeah, there might be a tour coming up with a couple of bands from the New Orleans area touring together later this year. Maybe something like that might happen. Okay, with uh, you know, some certain other bands that are very popular from the from the Louisiana area that are probably doing some uh. Uh, I'm going to just stop. I'm not going to give it away I, too much. I, I don't want you to have to say what you're probably going to say because I'm kind of going where you're going right now. And I and I think I know what you're talking about. And let's just let it happen. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to start throwing names and having to, I don't want to start fishing with you. <laughs> um, but right. I just want to talk to you about this really, really quickly. One of the coolest experiences I ever had in New Orleans was um, I went, was there during um, Halloween. Uh, oh, I was yeah. touring, touring with Soulfly. And uh, I got a chance to go to the House of Shock. Oh, yes. Did you ever have any experience with the House of Shock? Did you do oh, anything? Oh, yeah. Tell me about oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Man, my history in the House of Shock goes way, way back. Okay. So uh, I remember the first time I went to the House of Shock, it was it was definitely not probably what you experienced. Yeah, I was. I went through. I, th- I went through in two thousand. So, yeah, that was when they had their shit together. Right. It was one of the most. And just just to let people know, if people are listening, they don't know what the House of Shock is. The House of Shock was a walk through haunted house with live action stuff going on. Right. Fully immersive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fully immersive. <laughs> um. So I remember. I think it was the second year they did it. Acid Bath was actually playing. A show not far from where the House of Shock was, right? And we we had never got a chance to check it out. They were like, "Well, before the show, you guys want to come and hang out, and check out the haunted house." And mind you, this was before they had their shit together. Together, yeah. This was like in a like a, a small 
abandoned building that they kind of makeshift into a haunted house. So we went through it. It was pretty intense. And uh, I remember it was me and the singer, Dax Riggs, for Acid Bath. Yeah. And he was right in front of me. And uh, we we're going through. And uh, this big, enormous creature comes out of nowhere and grabs Dax, I guess. Uh, I'll explain of who it was afterwards. And like pulls him in to give him a hug. And I guess Dax got scared or surprised and headbutted this person in the nose <laughs> and broke his nose. Oh. And lo and behold, do you know who this person is? It was Phil and Selma. Selma, I was just going to yeah. say it was Phil. <laughs> so uh, Dax accidentally broke Phil's nose by Phil scaring the shit out of him and grabbing him, like giving him a hug. And then Dax like freaked out and headbutted him. And, yeah, but that was brilliant. Uh, that was the first, uh, I think it was the second year House of Shock was open. It was a very, uh, it was definitely not as professional as probably the one that you saw to where it grew up and they had the, you know, the warehouse that was built with all the sets and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we played the House of Shock with Goat Whore. Like, there was like a yearly occurrence for a while because the compound they had out in Jefferson, it was just, they had a stage and a sound system on the on outside where the concessions were before you while you're waiting in line to get into the haunted house. Yeah. And they'd have bands playing out there. So we would every year we'd be like, oh, when it gets close to Halloween, if we're around, we play it. Gotta so we've done it like we played the House of Shock like at least five times, I would say. Yeah, it was. It's still one of the most memorable things that I've done. Um, and it was fun. And I'll never forget getting chased by somebody with a chainsaw fully running, but no, no chain. Um, yeah. but the sound oh, yeah. and you know, there's strobe lights, there's blood everywhere. And I, I mean, I, I was terrified. Yeah, it gets pretty intense, especially, <laughs> especially like the year that you went, that's when it was at its peak of right. like, just taking the shock value through the roof. You yeah. know, I, I mean, I, fucking i don't know if i shit my pants but it was close <laughs> i mean the, the the later years they kind of made it a little bit more family friendly friendly for lack of a better term right but the years that you went it was just a full-on fucking assault you know what i'm saying <laughs> it was like you're walking into like a satanic temple yeah at yeah. the get-go you know yeah. oh yeah yeah it was it was it was uh it was great it was great so i'm glad we got to talk a little bit about that and i i had no idea your history with it and that's a great story that is a great story. Uh, Sammy, thank you so much for taking the time, man. Um, continued success. Keep killing it out there. Good luck on that tour. Um, whatever you do on those two days off, make sure they're for you. <laughs> whether <laughs> whether it has to do with sleeping or stretching or that, whatever. That's what I was about to say. It's probably going to entail like getting something decent to eat and sleeping as much <laughs> as I possibly can. And uh, definitely check out the new record, uh, Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven. It's Goat Whore, um, 25th anniversary, heading into year 26 now, eighth album, eight albums in and, uh, and not slowing down. Great to have you on, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. You know, that's one of those stories, man, between <laughs> the haunted house. Yeah. That I immediately, that's the type of story I'm going to tell friends when I'm like, you know, at a party or something. 
Like if yeah. I have nothing interesting to say about my own self, I'll be like, did you know <laughs> that did- this singer of Acid Bath headbutted Phil Anselmo in a face while dressed as a monster in a I, haunted house? I know. Absolutely insane. Absolutely yeah. crazy. So uh, yeah, no, I love those stories. And, and you know, him being from, uh, being from Louisiana, uh, you know, it's, it's that there's a whole scene there. There's a mm. whole scene of bands that 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 they came out of the swamps, if you will, of uh, of Louisiana. That uh, they were just great, like you know, I hate God and and. Uh, anyways, I, I I was I was really glad we got to do this this episode with Sammy. He's he's a really interesting dude, uh, great guitar player and rad rad guy. And I loved when he talked about being in that one um, city in America where they were uh, just huge fans of Acid Bath. Yeah. And uh, and he got emotional, you know, he got emotional because he was when there. He heard thousands like, of people singing the songs, singing the songs. And, you know, you're talking about a band that was not that well known commercially, but has a fan base. And that's what I've always said. You know, when you when you have a fan base and when you put out product that that speaks from the heart and that's real, those fan bases, you, they will find you. You know, that's why I've always said whatever you do, do it with integrity, um, do it with heart and do it, you know, do it for the right reasons. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that endures. And I would much rather be in a band that has that kind of legacy than a band that makes millions. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's so much more important personally, you know, and, and it doesn't mean to say that a, a, a platinum selling band can't have legacy. Of course they have a different yeah. kind of legacy, but there's something about that underdog band that, you know, you discover and you're like, wow, like there's so many of those bands in my music collection. You know, if I was to look through, I have these heroes that, you know, a guy like Brant Bjork, who, who was the original drummer for Caius. And he's one of these guys that he's a, he's, he's a name that if you're into stoner rock, you know who Brant Bjork is. But if you don't, if you're just a, a you know, casual walker by, you won't know, you, know, you might know, you might know Caius because of the association with Queens of the Stone Age. But when you go down that, that deep dive into, into stoner rock and you discover Brant Bjork and his catalog and stuff and how much music he made and how rich it is and how varied it is. That's when things get interesting. And and I think Sammy's one of those guys that has that kind of career. And and I, I'm sure moving forward, there'll be more stuff like that, you know? Uh, dude, you're, you're talking to a guy that had for six years, still do it sometimes, has a YouTube show in which I talk to obscure Canadian celebrities <laughs> that... <laughs> so you, you understand. Know, you understand. Exactly. Who, you know, still do their thing. But, you know, the golden era of this channel, YTV, was in the 90s and... Canada isn't re- exactly really good at putting out their own product on DVD and, you know, yeah. rebroadcasting it and just making sure that our television history is uh, celebrated as it could be. While in America, they're great. They're like, hey, we did something in the 70s. People kind of like, yeah, Blu-ray, 4K, yeah, box yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. Like if if Street Trash could get five releases, but <laughs> Student Bodies can't get one DVD release, yeah. it's pretty insane. I know, I know, I know. It's, it's, it's that weird thing, right? And I think it all depends on who's at the helm. And, and when you see new generations coming, coming in to their own, um, and, and discovering this stuff and going, this needs to be seen. And someone, it takes champions. It takes people to champion it. It takes people to say, this is important. That's why you doing the YTV show, um, is important because there's a lot of people that will be like, Hey, this is like, man, somebody's paying attention to this. And, and of course, if you're involved with it, if you were involved Mm. in it, um, you're going to be somebody who is going to appreciate somebody looking back on what you did and trying to shine some light on it. But that's what you do. That's what you do all the time, especially, um, 
you know, I I interviewed these cast members of the show Student Bodies, and they ended up inviting me to host their uh, reunion panel in Toronto. Yeah, and uh, very similar things have happened with you involving uh, Kings of Quarantine and uh, you know us hanging out with DMC for a weekend and everything. Like it's uh kind of it's kind of insane. You, uh, I think the highlight of last year, or maybe of the podcast in general, and this isn't even my fandom; it's yours. It was that Faith No More reunion with Billy and the producer. Like that's yeah, that that's was nuts. That, for that's me, nuts. that was yeah, that was huge. Like having pretty much that and then talking to Jim Kerr from Simple Minds. Like that mm. again, that that is the the purpose of this podcast. And I can only talk for me and for you is because, you know, we're the ones doing it. We have to create content that we enjoy. And hopefully we bring some people along with us. So if you are enjoying the podcast and we, we really appreciate you checking this out week to week, um, please like and subscribe. Uh, if you're listening, just hit the subscription button on whatever platform you're listening to us on. If you're watching us, God, you're lucky if you are, because we are two handsome motherfuckers. Um, just subscribe as, on you. Subscribe as says on my you. mom. <laughs> <laughs> so your mom says I'm handsome too, but okay, let's not, get in, let's not get it. Well, I hope mom. your mom thinks I'm I, handsome. I, that I, would knew, be I knew that was coming. All right, let's just stop. So like and subscribe, um, hit the subscription button below. And um, thank you again to Heartbeat Hot Sauce for being with us each week. We appreciate you guys. Um, you make our eggs taste so much better in the morning and everything else. Uh, I put this on a burger the other day. I made a uh, Beyond Meat burger. And um, I put actually the uh, the, dill, the dill pickle is my favorite on, on a sandwich or on a, on a burger. And, and it just was so, so tasty. So uh, make sure you check out Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Use our promo code ROCKMAN20, which is down there somewhere. And we'll give you 20% off your entire order. And it's unlimited. You can use it many times over and over again. So tell your friends that like Heartbeat. Even if they don't like the podcast, just tell them to use our code. Okay. Yeah, just, and if you like dill pickle, order a whole yeah. box of it. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and and they've got great packs, six packs that you can mix and match. Uh, they've got great gear too. They've got great hoodies, hats, all kinds of stuff. So go support Heartbeat Hot Sauce. They're doing huge things right now uh, in the world. So um, go check them out. They got a corn hot sauce, not corn like oh corn on the corn like are you ready that corn. So um, I, I want to get that hot sauce. I want to put it on corn. Yeah. of the cob and right. just have this kind of parallel chicken before the egg david lynch style yeah. like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, inescapable parallel that yeah, no like one just have, just, yeah. just like a wheel going around and around there and around yeah. and then at the, the, you should have corn blasting when you're doing it too so. yeah and the and the joke is corny as well so it's just it just oh it's my god on all okay it's got yeah. it's time to go now it uh, thank you thank you to studio house designs and uh who have uh drops I, the last drop i saw oh it was a bunch of japanese horror films and yeah super yes, cool yes. man they they did audition, audition and itchy the killer, killer. yeah, yeah. There's all that cool stuff so uh go check them out at studiohousedesigns.com and thank you to akg for uh for helping us sound better and we always like to uh have forward motion thank you good so much lord, for- good lord did i need it thank you <laughs> thank we'll you see, we'll see you next week on the rock and power up